Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Hamilton. And I'm James Marriott. So, Dom, uh, we've got a new Prime Minister, but it's a bit of a return to an old story for Wednesday with defensive lapses costing us pretty badly. However, unbeaten since we last spoke, five points, not a terrible return, but it should have been more. Let's talk about Cambridge first. That was the win. Uh, feels like a while ago, but that was a case of getting the job done nicely. It was. Uh, I actually wasn't there, but from people that have spoken to since uh, and then watching the highlights, seeing the goals, that, yeah, yeah, Wednesday deserved the result. Um, got a good clean sheet and it was great that Lee Gregory was back amongst the goals. Um, and you have to say that he took his two chances really well. And, um, yeah, you know, it was a place where Wednesday dropped points last season. And so for them to go there and get a pretty routine 2-0 win, uh, you know, I think you know, everyone came away from Cambridge, uh, you know, feeling pretty chipper about themselves. It's since then when it's kind of gone a little bit wayward, hasn't it? Because, I mean, really, a point at Lincoln is not necessarily a bad result. There'll be plenty of teams that would be quite happy to come away from Lincoln with um, a point. But it was one of those particularly first half where really, like, should have been out of sight. When you go ahead, I think, away from home, it's, of course, disappointing then when you, you don't, Make the most of it, and you don't come away with the, you know with a win. And uh, but yeah, no, I, I I get where you're coming from. You know, Wednesday went to Lincoln, and Lincoln won a good run, and they they've had some good results. You know, we've seen this week that they beat Barnsley, um, mm-hmm. and then they beat you know Ipswich earlier in October. So they're no mugs, and you know after a slow start, you know they've picked up. But we're a Sheffield Wednesday podcast and we're a Sheffield Wednesday podcast that expected Sheffield Wednesday to be in the top two. And so if Sheffield Wednesday are going to finish in the top two, they need to be going to places like Lincoln and winning. And so there is the frustration. Uh, That point may turn out to be a good point come the end of the season. But, you know, Darren Moore was pretty open and honest afterwards that he thought it was, uh, you know, two points dropped. And you can't get away, James, from the fact that in the last two matches that Sheffield Wednesday have played, to have 39 attempts on goal and only score two goals and have something like nine on target from your 39 attempts. You, you know, Darren Moore, I know we'll come to Bristol Rovers in a bit, but he said, uh, yeah, we need to, you know, we're going to go back to the training ground, do some target practice. Well, yeah. I, I, they need to sharpen up pretty quickly or that gap at the, you know, at the top of the table is going to get mm-hmm. wider between them and that top two. And and it's, you know, we, 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 we kind of say that as a bit of a negative, don't we? Um, perhaps perhaps rightly so. But, I mean, actually, you think of, of the scenarios where you're not quite picking up the results that you want, of the scenarios that can cause that, the one whereby you're creating lots of chances, but, you know, the keeper's, Playing a blind, uh, uh, you, you're not, you're not, you're just not being clinical enough. That's one of the better scenarios, isn't it? Because at least you're creating the chances. It, it, it would be, you know, if we were sat here now talking about going to Lincoln and them absolutely battering us throughout the whole game, and you know, us holding firm and coming away with a point, we'd actually probably talk about that in more positive 
terms because you know great solid defensive performance and resolute but actually to be creating loads of chances but just not it's just not quite happening is is probably a more positive scenario if we keep creating chances the goals really are going to come if if they need to do target practice then fine but you know it, the, the law of averages would suggest that at some point when they will go out and give someone a real hammering in the not too distant future and hopefully that opens the floodgates from from there so i guess what i'm saying is the scenarios that you have for these kind of situations you know creating lots of chances but not scoring the goals is actually one of the better ones isn't it definitely it is uh you know i think you have to also look at the other side of it too where we're we're focusing a lot on the missed chances but then defensively (laughs) darren moore pointed to it lincoln a lapse in concentration you know where wednesday you know, it's unprofessional, really, to concede within a minute of the second half. And it was very soft and it was really avoidable. And there's question marks, you know, from Ben Hennigan, Michael Hequa, you know, did they do enough? You know, it's too easy for their attacker to get in between the two defenders, it seemed to me. And then goalkeeper too, you know, should the goalkeeper have done better? Uh, you know, so you throw all, all that into the melting pot and then they've lifted the crowd. Um, it is a little bit of a bear pit at Lincoln. It was a great atmosphere, I thought, on Saturday, you know, despite it being a lunchtime kickoff. Yeah, it was and, loud. And, and Wednesday, you know, after that, you know, they huffed and puffed. And really, you know, we're talking about, the, you know, Barry Bannon's sitter, you know, and Barry Bannon, you know, said himself afterwards, he has to score that. And, you know, that's at one all. And I think if Wednesday got the noses back in front, they would go on to win. And you just hope, you know, we are only in October, we should be stressing that, but you just hope that, you know, these sort of things don't come back to bite Wednesday in the final yeah. analysis. And I know that's me being a bit negative, but that's looking at the bigger picture. We are now a third of the way through the season. And, and so, yeah. you know, we've got to, when points are drops dropped and and we're going to then talk about various issues then you're going to highlight you know where Wednesday was short and it's been at both ends of the pitch in the last few matches. As we record this Thursday morning Bristol Rovers was was last night on the telly of course um finished one all I wasn't I wasn't there I did catch a bit of the match um and the impression that I kind of get from what people have said and 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 you know perhaps t- trying to take a bit of a step back is that realistically probably a draw was a fair result but again the chances were there and again it's kind of lapses at the back that are costing Wednesday quite dearly at the moment they were very shaky i thought defensively i'd say when it comes to their organisation and structure at the back they've kept you know eight clean sheets i think in 16 league matches so far but that um, I would say that Bristol Rovers troubled them as much as any other side this season that we've seen. You know, I thought that their yeah. front three were really good, and um, I, I think you know Darren Moore's coming for some criticism. I think with the team selection, you bring in Jaden Brown in from the cold. You know, he's not started a league match in a year, and then you throw him into left centre back where he's played on a couple of occasions. And you have to say mixed results when he's played yeah. there as well. It's yeah. not his natural position. And lo and behold, the equaliser, you know, he had a hand in the equaliser. And, and and so the question then is, 
should Darren Moore really put him you know, in that situation? Uh, and, I mean, the elephant in the room in all this, James, is Dominic Iolfa. I was going to ask you about about Big Dom because I mean he, what, I, I mean what's going on there to to have someone who uh, is very rarely played in his natural position played out of position ahead of Dominic Iorfa, yeah that that's writing on the wall stuff, isn't it? Well, and and Darren Moore, you know, interestingly spoke afterwards about the reason he played Jaden Brown is that he wants that balance of a left footer. Uh, you know, in a back three, and so I, I I understand that perspective, but but in playing Jaden Brown, what he actually did, James, was that he changed the back three, all the positions in that defence changed. So Michael Hequa has then gone into the middle because Ben Hennigan is injured. Mark McGuinness, who played really well at Lincoln, the standout player for Wednesday, went from left to right. So that back three looked shaky and like they hadn't played much together and that they were thrown together at the last minute. And I have sympathy with Darren Moore when you think he, he's got so many d- defenders out at the moment. You know, still no Akin for Mayo, Reese James, Ben Hennigan. He's not, to- you know, he's not said yet how long Ben Hennigan's out for. I- I'd go with minimum weeks potentially months, you know, it's, it sounds a worrying one. And that is a huge blow if Ben Hennigan is out. Um, and if Wednesday going to carry on playing with back three, as he's been so commanding back there. And, and so the, defensively, there's problems. And when you're chopping and changing personnel, and then you come up against another informed team in Bristol Rovers, who came to Hillsborough on a seven-match and being run, and you yeah. can see why they've got talent there to work with. And Jerry Barton's, Done a good job. I know we don't like saying that, but he has. Um, so no, it's yeah. fair, but, isn't it? You, you feel like they're a team that are kind of going somewhere, Bristol Rovers. Yeah, they're, they're on the up at the moment, and um, and yeah, and Wednesday score perfect time. I, you know, and I, I would say that on the balance of play, they were the better team in the first half, and then I thought Bristol Rovers edged it in the second half, and so a draw was a fair, you know, result, and the word booze at the end. And that's expectation. And the pressure was on Wednesday to respond after Plymouth and Ipswich won the night before. And Wednesday didn't. And so the five points off Ipswich, seven off Plymouth. I don't think anyone should be panicking. You know, there's a long way to go. But, you know, I I said going into Bristol Rovers, James, don't know what you think, that they had to win the two home matches. For this to be a good week, they needed to pick up seven points. They're now not going to. So they're going to fall... Below that, and they, they they absolutely have to beat Burton at home on Saturday, a team who they've already lost to at home this season. Uh, but, you know, you look at them, they're scrapping for survival at the wrong end of the table. So it's not going to be easy either. I mean, yeah, five five points from, from those three games. I said at the, the beginning of the show, I mean, really, it's not, you know, the one home game, two away games in there. It's it's not a terrible return. The but it's not top is, two form. It's not top two form. Exactly. It's not enough. Other teams are, are, are winning. And as you say, you know, we're a third of the way through the season now. We are third after a third. Um, and, you know, the reality of it, as, as we edge towards that time of year where actually the league table is starting to take some kind of shape, five-point gap to Ipswich, eight-point gap to Plymouth. 
If you're one of those two teams, you're thinking we can pull away here because Wednesday are not catching us up. If anything, they're falling, they're falling away. There's absolutely a long way to go, but the, there's that risk of, you know, this is the time of the season where things start to take shape and there's a risk of us getting cut off, isn't there, if we carry on picking up draws that have to be wins. Teams there, that get promoted is, win the games that at the moment Wednesday are drawing. That's that's the long and short of it. There is. I think we also have to say that Plymouth and Ipswich, they will have dips at some point. They will drop points themselves. And, you know, they've shown... Tremendous consistency so far, and you know they are the two best teams in League One right now. But there are thirty matches to go, ninety points to play for, and Wednesday have to keep saying to themselves, James, that it's two points per game and win on Saturday. They are exactly where they need to be, and that's where you know, Darren Moore's mantra of always focus on ourselves is absolutely right. And yeah, and I think it's actually a good position that Wednesday are in, in the sense that you know they are hunting right now, and they're, they're quiet. They're going about their business, and you know let Plymouth and Ipswich carry on getting the plaudits, and for Wednesday focus on keep putting the points on the board. They've only lost three times in 16 matches, but it was October last year, James, that cost them you know, automatic promotion. It cost them a shot because they drew too many matches against teams they should be beating. And so if they don't beat Burton on Saturday, then you know, a draw, three draws in the week, it's deja vu. You know, it's identical to last year. Um. A couple of people that I wanted to, to talk about um, that we've not really spoke about on the podcast so far this season. So, Michael Smith getting a, a, a little bit of a, a run in the team now after a, a, it was a difficult start to him, wasn't it? Picking up an injury. Signs, I think, over the last few games that we're seeing the player that we thought that, we, that we'd bought in the, in the summer. Um, and, you know, in among the goals again last night. Um, so, that, that seems to be a bit of a positive. Yes, um, you know, what Wednesday would love is for Michael Smith, Lee Gregory and Josh Windass to all be firing at the same time. And it, it seems to be one of them and then the other two are struggling. And and it still feels as if you know, Darren Moore is convinced she can play all three. I'm still not so sure that they can and... With Smith and Gregory, there will always be the issue of pace, lack of pace. Um, yeah, and yeah, but on Michael Smith, brilliant header last night, and you know that will do his confidence a world of good. He needed it. You know, he, he's he look, he's looked like a player that's been searching for a little bit of form, having you know gone through a mini goal drought himself. You know, Lee Gregory's done it. And and you actually look at Josh Windass's goals in the league. You know, only a couple of them have been from open play. And the last two matches, he's getting so many shots off. Um, and, and it was a good save from the keeper last night. And we do have to say, inspired goalkeeping yesterday, mm. their goalkeeper was man of the match. But Bristol Rovers had plenty of chances themselves. Uh, and so if they had been more ruthless then you know, we could be sitting here about you know, Wednesday having lost you know, at home to Bristol Rovers. So, um, I, yeah, I still feel like that front two forward line 
there's more to come there, definitely. Yeah. The other player that I wanted to touch on you, and you, you nearly touched on it there, actually. Um, so David Stockdale had, I think, a slightly wobbly start to his Wednesday career, um, possibly at fault for some uh, goals early in the season and certainly some shaky kind of moments. But some great saves last night, and he, he has settled into that position as number one, hasn't he? He has. <laughs> Oh, but, right. We've got no, full-on no, doom today. Come on. Oh, no, this is no, great. No, but I, I'm sure there's going to be people who will be listening to this, James, and they'll be saying, you know, you look at the stats and you break them down and you think, yeah, you know, he's doing really well, David Stockdale, and, and as things are going, you know, right now he's on course to get the clean sheet record at Wednesday this season. You know, I, I think they're going to get make over 17 clean sheets um, if they can get some of the defenders fit again. But with Stockdale... The shot stopping, uh, you know, that's not really the focus and so, so much of the, like the big deal. It's the decision making when playing out from the back that gives you palpitations if you're a fan and right. you know and a, an observer like I am. That <laughs> you, know, you, you do, you know, sometimes with his distribution, I think it, you know, it can be iffy to put it mildly, um, and also the way that he commands his area as well. You know, I, I don't know. There's I'm very on the fence with David Stockdale. I, I feel as if there is going to be um, a point where um, if he if he's at fault for a goal or two, he could drop out of the team this season. That's sort of what I'm suggesting, really. But um, I, I still think, you know, over the piece, 16 matches in, you'd have to say, I still think he's been a decent time for Sheffield Wednesday and he's a great character and, and person to have around the place. Um but I would like him to stop being so dicey in possession. Definitely, uh, I'm enjoying this. I'm gonna I'm gonna test just how doom you are today. So Erling Haaland, good start to um, life in the Premier League. Well, you say that, James. I mean, he's scoring goals, but uh, a lot of missed chances. Um, Not I, enough I mean, touches just... of the football, James. That's what <laughs> he needs to work on. We're into November next week, and um, obviously it's a bit of a weird season, this, because the Premier League, the Championship, grinding to a halt, obviously, for the World Cup. Most of the other leagues through Europe grinding to a halt for the for the World Cup as well. But then, hot off the back of that, January's not far away. So, yeah, it's around the time when we start thinking, right, wh- where are those positions where Wednesday do need to still be on the, on the lookout? It's not going to be wholesale changes, is it? Do you think goalkeeper might be one of the things where Darren Moore might be looking to, to, to pick someone up? I don't think so, no. He, he's got a lot of trust and faith in David Stockdale. And, you know, I don't think Cameron Dawson has done a lot wrong when he's come in. You know, I think he's a, a you know, good backup goalkeeper to have at League One level. So, no, to me, the priority position with two months to go until the window opens and there's a lot of football to be played before then as well. So if Wednesday get any more injuries in certain positions, then that could change scenarios. You're talking, Wednesday signed, I think, three players last January. What was it? Harley Dean, Tyrese John-Jules, remember him, and um, Jordan Storey. And you'd have to say that you know, two of them were decent signings. The other one contributed very little. And I, I don't, I really don't think Wednesday should do much business in January. I don't think they need to. You know, frankly, after all the players that they brought in, eleven came in this summer. Um, what what we need to be seeing more of is Alex Myson 
stepping up. Malik Wilkes yep. stepping up. Yeah. With the resources Darren Moore has got, you, you want him to get more out of the players he has. And and but you know, if you put him on the spot right now, centre back, centre back, centre back. <laughs> if they're gonna carry on playing with a back three and the, the luck that Darren Moore seems to be having with injuries over the last twelve months in defence and, and to mainly play with a back three in his time in charge, they need another centre back, I think. Mm. Yeah, that's the only area. What, what about you? Uh, I've not really given it some thought, actually. I asked you about that just because of um, that, that question coming up with David Stockdale. I mean, to be honest, it's it's probably, I mean, really, it seems daft having this conversation at this point. However, you know, if you are working behind the scenes at Sheffield Wednesday, it's absolutely the time that they need to be thinking about it because um, I, I'm guessing that deals will be getting lined up already. So, um, yeah, I mean, centre-back would seem the obvious place, wouldn't it? And it's where we've been struggling, but again, mainly down to injuries. That'll probably carry on. So, um, yeah, I, I probably probably can't disagree with you on um, on that one. Um, let's look ahead. Next few games coming up. A bit of a... We, we should just make the point here that this is probably going to be our last podcast for a while because circumstances existed. I'm going away for nearly two weeks and literally as I get back, you go away. So it will be towards the, the latter end of November. So we're going to look a little bit further ahead than maybe we would do normally. Um, although, actually, I've been mean, quite... Quite quite a bit coming up is is actually in in the various cups. So um, Burton at home on Saturday. I think we've kind of emphasised just how important that game is. Off the back of that, Morecambe coming up FA Cup. Uh, this this divides opinion so much, doesn't it? Um, firstly, I think I think that's a rubbish rubbish draw. It really is. Uh, it's at home. You would think it's a game that Wednesday could progress on, but I think neither team will have been happy with with that draw. It's followed, of course, by Southampton. Then away in the um, League Cup, feels like an age since the last round of of, of that. Um, interesting to get your view on the significance of those um, cup competitions, particularly bearing in mind where Wednesday are. And then that's followed by Accrington away. So I mean, in terms of the league games coming up, Burton at home, Accrington away got to be minimum four points hasn't it should really be able to go to Accrington and get and get three points considering where, whereabouts we are in the table but but where do you think the cup games sit among the great picture at the moment the, the, the last point I would make quickly on Burton is the fact that the next two matches after Burton are in the cups uh, you know, sort of underlines how important Burton is to get a result or you know the bad there will be some bad feeling around the place if they don't get three points on Saturday I'd yeah. say that. Um, you say Morecambe's a rubbish draw. I, I actually think it's a good draw in the sense that whatever team Sheffield Wednesday pick at home against Morecambe a week on Friday should get the job done. I know we have said that in the Pizza Cup and look at how that turned out. Um, but I, I would quite like Wednesday to be thinking that we should be getting to minimum the second round. It would be lovely get to the third round. You then could get a big six tie. You know, you could get you could get a big fish. So there's money in the FA Cup as well. Let's not forget that. Prize money to be won. And that might help a bit of a transfer pot later on down the line for January. So you've got to weigh up the financial side of it. Uh, and, and Southampton, they'd be massive underdogs. I, I, I don't expect them to beat Southampton. And I also don't think Darren Moore will pick his strongest 11 and that's understandable when you think they've got a long trip to Southampton on a Wednesday they've then got to quickly regroup and Accrington is way more important 
than Southampton away. Uh, and and it's not great that I'm saying that, but that's the reality. And I agree with you that they need a minimum, I think, of four points from the next two matches. But they've got ground to make up and there is work to do. Yeah, it does. You know, we made that point third after a third of the season. Um, you know, it's it's which is a lot better, by the way, than last season. I think if you look compared the points total from sixteen matches in, they have got more yep. points on the board, so there has been more progress. So we should say that. I'm only saying that to cover my back, James, as I've been very negative, as you know, on this part. <laughs> Uh, we'll see where we'll see how things stand next time we uh, we sit down and and do this in um, in a few weeks time. Uh, that is going to wrap us up then for uh, this week's singing the blues. Uh, thank you to our partners at Title Law Solicitors, specialists in wills, trusts, and probate. Uh, visit titolaw.co.uk on Twitter Dom is at Dom Housen I'm at James Marriott the show is at Dom and James Uh, lots of links in the show notes for this episode as well thank you for listening up the owls and we'll see you next time (laughs) 